The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. <laughs> Welcome to Burning Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm in the dark depths of hell with a meme king, but he's not only a meme king, he is a real, real, real one. He's a friend of the pod. He was our 25th episode. Yeah. Tank fucking Sinatra. Like, middle name, baby. Hell yeah. Like royalty. What'd you say? You said tank fucking Sinatra. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> TFK, let's go. Dude, I remember. When I first met you, I was like, this meathead is going to give the worst interview. Wow. But you gave such an insightful, beautiful interview about everything. You were so vulnerable and open, so I can't wait to get like dark and emotional again with you. Oh, we're going to get so dark, yeah. But you've also brought me a president. A president. <laughs> Sorry, it's early in the morning. Where's my president? George Bush Sr. <laughs> a president, which is, you know, I love presents. It's called Influencers in the Wild, the game. Yeah. Go places, gain followers, get famous, no talent required. <laughs> that is my child. Where do we even begin? Where do we start? I don't know. I can't believe I was the 25th episode. Like it's early. That's really early. I know. I felt like you were already doing great at that point. I feel like I- I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm going to be on Burning in Hell. I couldn't believe I got you on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> we both were just <laughs> trying to like impress each other the whole time. Holy crap. But it was good timing for us. I'm like, holy shit, you've been in the meme game for so long in a really sustainable way where a lot of people aren't. It's very difficult. But if we're going to do this, it's probably just going to be an hour of us just- each other's butthole. <laughs> I'm so happy for you that you're still going too because it's not easy to stay busy in this world because people really don't care about you at all. No. Ooh. They're so easy to like, they're, they're so quick to be like, you're boring, move on to the next person. Ooh, that's really good advice. I do think I've been hardened in terms of, yeah, people will be like, oh, if I just find a manager, an agent, or, no. and I go, look, no one gives a fuck about you. You have to make them care about you yeah. and don't take anything personally when people are not interested in you because it's business. Well, either you're funny or you're not. That's what I like about humor. That's what I remember watching Seinfeld's movie Comedian when mm. he went back out on the road after he, he retired all his material. Yep. You've watched it? Yeah. I've watched it like a hundred times. <laughs> so Colin Quinn and him are talking and they're like, comedy's like you get three minutes of grace. If, if you're like a huge name, mm -hmm. those people can still bomb mm -hmm. and it feels just as bad. Mm -hmm. It's like you get, I, I forget the, the, uh, yeah. Uses maybe like Jackie Mason or Jack so he's Jack something I could never actually get the last name <laughs> but it's like alright buddy make us laugh you know <laughs> you don't get anything you yep. get no you're only as good as your last laugh but it, it evens the playing field especially with like I love social media because anyone now you don't have to wait for Hollywood to choose you Yeah, anyone could be discovered through just making like creative quality content and I think you've been great in pivoting yeah. As in like, when 
it was like three years ago when we first interviewed. Get comfortable. Yeah, get fuck. Let's fucking go. Buckle up. I feel like meme pages were like, the, like I was. I'd worked for Betches. Like it was the thing. Oh my god, that's. Right. It was like a bubble that we were. I literally was getting paid full time to work for a meme company. I forgot about that. Holy crap! But then you started developing. You were newly talking about Tank's good news. When I was on the first time. Yeah. Yeah, it was brand new, 2017. Yes. No, no, 2017 is when I started. Two th- the end of 2017 is when I started it. Okay. And then it was still new. But it was like. Yeah, yeah, that was like my baby back then. What I wanted to happen with Tanks Good News, what I said would be the best case scenario, is other people come along and make other pages like that. Mm-hmm. And I become, not irrelevant, but like, I wanted copycat pages. I wanted people to go, hey, this is something that's happening on this page. This guy's page exploded. I also think there should be a page dedicated to this. I'm going to pick different stories or position it in a different way. Mm-hmm. I ideally want ABC, CBS, CNN, Fox, all the big media companies to go, you know what? Maybe America's had enough of the adrenaline spike, the constant fear mm-hmm. driving for the past The cortisol addiction. Years. The cortisol just through the roof. Mm-hmm. Maybe they've had enough. Maybe it's time to like tell everyone what went, what went right. During the day. That's why I don't watch the news. Oh my God. I mean, if that were to happen, <laughs> I would like nothing more than to just retire that page. Well, Truly. but, but, but the problem is what are moms going to call you stressing about? Like there's a, oh, there's, there's so much distress. About. Killer ants coming through to kill everyone in the Lower East Side. <laughs> Thanks mom. <laughs> there's so much distress about There's more than enough. But if they just had a segment of like, wait, let's talk about a good story. Cause there are tons of them. There's too many for me to even post. You just posted one of a fellow comedian. Oh, yeah. Ariel. Uh, El- Elias. So she got a tax, basically, in New Jersey. Yeah. At a club that I've actually performed at. And she asked for like a Q&A, which does get risky. Yeah. And someone goes, do you vote for Biden or Trump? Yeah. And starts coming for her. And she handled it amazing. Well, that's why I posted it. Because, of, because some comments were like, hey, this is not good news. Why are you posting this? And I was like, and I commented, I I try to reply to like one type of comment so that way it doesn't get like bogged down. You know what I mean? I want one comment to stick out. And then sometimes people get negative attention and then they delete the comment. And I'm like, fuck, I wanted that. I replied to you specifically. Yeah, as an example. Yeah, not to make an example, but just like I didn't want to reply because I I posted this because this and then reply to the other comment and the other comment. That was like the one I replied to, but she left it. Um, because of the way she handled it. The way she handled it was like, I would have been Khabib Nurmagomedov jumping off the stage <laughs> into the crowd, had the guy in a choke in two seconds. So for people who don't know, don't know, a full beer can was thrown and like not like tossed. Well, to back up, she goes, she, she did a Q&A mm-hmm. and then this is just such an annoying question anyway. Mm-hmm. The The woman goes, did you vote for Trump? Those are fighting words, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Because you're looking for a problem. Yeah. First of all, it's almost 2023. Mm-hmm. Take down the Trump 2020. <laughs> Unless you have a time machine of some sort. Like, it's fucking over. He lost. And it's okay. <laughs> those, Take the L. Like, that's, the, to me, those people are not Trump supporters. Those are lunatic, fringe, yeah. QAnon people who yes. just they're crazy anyway that's just they could have been they they would have asked a different question that woman was looking for a fight it could she could have been whatever you know do you uh 
do you, do you support ab- abortion or whatever? Mm-hmm. It's just a, a hot topic for her to be drunk and be annoying about. She goes, well, what do you think? And, you know, I'm the only Jew in the in this room. You're trying to get me killed. Mm-hmm. And then and then her comeback. That's the other reason I posted it. So good. The woman goes, I can tell by your votes, you j- by your jokes, you voted for Biden. And she goes, I can tell by the fact that you're still talking when nobody wants you to, that you voted for Trump. So good. Holy crap. So good. Um, and then, ba ba ba, back and forth. I don't care who you voted for. And yeah. then, like you said, I think it was her husband throws a full beer can and it smashes against the brick next to her. Like it was hard. It was hard and it was full. Yeah. Because not only did it smash against the wall and explode, there was still enough for her to pick up. She and picks chug. it up and chugs, which was iconic legend queen behavior. That's like a career making moment, in my opinion. Yeah. That's like, oh, that's the girl who kind of, I don't remember the, the woman's name, but remember when somebody. Harvey Weinstein. Invited Harvey Weinstein. Yep, to a I was about to say. She was like, yo, I'm about to roast the shit out of you. And yeah. And this is not okay. That was career making. Yeah. And it's so funny because these comics, they're my friends. Like we, every weekend, she was opening for this guy, John Marco, who's an amazing comic who's on Burning in Hell. Yeah. She never thought that putting her iPhone to try to get some good crowd work could have been such a moment but that's why also for anyone who's depressed out there and we have a lot of depressed girlies listening you don't know in life what where the moment is or when but it's just like keeping your brain open yeah to those things and when and that girl turned something so negative into something so empowering oh my god it was incredible and i said in the caption i'm like this honestly for me is not a statement on politics no it's a statement on grace under fire Mm -hmm. and making something that was so negative and violent into something that was like, yo, I'm on Like she was literally in my mind in that moment, Mm -hmm. untouchable. Mm -hmm. Like she was like, yo, I'm a comedian. Boom, bow, like slammed the drink. I'm surprised, I I think people were in in the comments were like, how is the crowd not going bananas right now? Well, the crowd was shook. Shook, They they were, they couldn't believe what just happened. I think that's why they didn't react as nuts. The thing that also was so impressive about her is when someone like that woman should have been removed, but like it doesn't too too fast. It was too quick. But like when that stuff is happening, it ruins the whole mood. And your job as a comic is if you get mad at them or start acting snippy with them. Yeah. No one's having fun and it's hard to recover from that. Yeah. So she stayed in character yeah. of like, this is shtick. This is funny. I'm a comic because you can't turn into what you really want to say, which is like, bitch, I'm just trying to work tonight. I'm trying to make my hundred bucks. Can you shut the fuck up? Yeah. <laughs> but instead you have to, you, you're, you're still on the clock. Yeah. So the fact that she was able to stay in character the whole time, because it's like what you said, so many people would have broke. A lot of comics, like you'll see them get annoyed when people are just getting chatty in a club, and then everyone gets tight. Oh, I would have went viral for the exact opposite <laughs> reason. Man murders husband. Guy who runs Tanks Good News <laughs> murders guy in comedy club. So you have Tanks Good News, you have Tank Sinatra, which is the OG, then you've Influencers in the Wild. Yes. Where do you come and get this content from? It's all submitted. It's all submitted from all over the world. So... Here's a two-part answer. So Influencers in the Wild, you know the comments by celebs? Yes, girls? we love them. So they saw something in the algorithm that they exploited where they started uh, ranking verified comments higher up so that you could actually see the celebrities' comments on other celebrities' posts. So they were like, 
Let's make this a, a whole yes. life. Let's make this a career, basically. First, it was, it was an account. Then it became a celebrity talking, whatever. Then it was a podcast. Mm -hmm. Now they're, you know, whatever. That was just something that I noticed. And I wasn't the first person to notice it, I'm sure. But they would go viral on video pages, the influencer content. Well, there was something about it that just hadn't been nailed down yet. I don't know if it was the name that I chose or mm -hmm. the fact that I really just went full force into it and was like, yo, I'm making a page dedicated to this and here's what it's called and here's what it's going to be. But it, I mean, it was, I thought Tank's Good News grew fast. Tank's Good News grew to 100,000 in a week. Wow. And I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. I can't believe it. I have another page now. This is great. Yeah. Um, and then that grew to a million in three weeks. Oh my God. And two million in two months. And and I was like, what is happening? And Especially when your whole identity was Tank Sinatra. Yeah. And then you're like, holy shit, I actually have so many different pieces to everywhere. the puzzle. And it was all, um, like you said about Ariel, it was all not accidental, but it's it certainly wasn't like by design. It wasn't like in 2017. I was like, all right, here's what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. This is my plan. No. It was more like noticing something that needed to be exposed but not in like a negative sense like I've, I've said time and time again i'm not exposing the individual i'm elevating the behavior not because i look down on it but because i'm in on the joke like i do the same thing these people yes i'll i'll shoot content on 38th street and 8th avenue mm -hmm. and look insane mm -hmm. and i wonder what it looks like from the other point of view i also think it's good for your people's mental health to see the realistic situation of girls how ridiculous it is to ultimately look perfect and have people jealous of you <laughs> yes. when it's actually a much messier route to get to that oh, aspirational look, video good yeah and it's, <laughs> people have been confused by the account for some time because uh -huh. it's run by a man yeah and because it's mostly women uh -huh. they think i'm some kind of misogynistic pig uh -huh. which is insane uh -huh. because i'm not mm -hmm. at all well because you are one of the influencers you live in that world well it's more like i remember like on TikTok, which my account is banned, by the way, <gasps> two million followers just gone because TikTok's like a little bit more annoying than Instagram yeah. as far as like people. Do you have know. a contact there? I have multiple contacts that I've hit up multiple times. Like it's just not happening. <gasps> yeah, it's okay. It is what it is. So there was this guy who made a video. So he, I, I've never told this story publicly before. Maybe I'll give you some like clips to insert so you can see what it is. There was a girl on the beach who was in a bikini, who was dancing. She was dancing bad. That's irrelevant. <laughs> she had... <laughs> it wasn't like she was killing it, you know? She was out of rhythm. And I don't even know what she was doing. But she had a ring light on the beach. <laughs> so my caption was, man, if only there was some sort of natural, sustainable source of light she could tap into, right? That's so funny. It's just a joke, That man. is so funny. People, where's my camera? Which one am I? Two? Oh, two. It's just a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> Obviously a joke. Where would she even plug it in? First of all. <laughs> it's, I mean, I cannot be more obvious about it being humorous. The whole thing is humorous. Where did this take a dark turn? Oh, people went berserk. They were like, why are you making fun of her? Why are you making fun of her? It's like, I'm, I'm, make, I'm not making fun of her specifically. I don't know who this person is. Yeah. I'm making fun of it. Ring lights on a beach. Ring lights on a beach. <laughs> Kids walking around. This girl in a bikini <laughs> dancing like Elaine from Seinfeld. Like she looked bad. 
She looked great, very attractive, but like she looked bad. It was just funny. It was just funny. <laughs> Wait, was the ring light plugged into something? No, it was like a thousand <laughs> feet away from the nearest outlet. Of course it wasn't. People were like, she's just using it for a tripod. I was like, I know. <laughs> I know all of this. What do you think I am? So this guy, I don't even want to say his name mm-hmm. because I don't want to give him any attention. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you one thing about him. He had long hair. Mm -hmm. Should tell you everything you need to know about him. Mm -hmm. Loser. And (laughs) it's not because I am bald, by the way. It's just because people with long hair tend to be very namaste, like I eat Uh granola. Uh And uh, he's like, he stitched it, and he's like, why are we making fun of this girl? (laughs) Everybody looks silly when they record content. If somebody in the next room heard me, they'd be like, why is this guy talking to himself? And I just commented from Influencers in the Wild. I was like, thanks for explaining the entire account. Mm -hmm. That's the whole point. Everyone looks silly. Mm -hmm. Me, you, this girl, anybody who does it, Mm -hmm. everybody looks silly. That's the whole point. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, people took that video very personally, Mm -hmm. especially when this guy made this video, which got millions of views, Mm -hmm. like spinning it negative. Yeah. So here's the kicker. The girl in the video commented on that guy's post and was like, yes, I um, was so upset when I saw this and so embarrassed and mortified and I couldn't believe it and blah, blah, blah. Her comments, her comment, thousands of likes. So I was like, oh, my God, I've gotten three messages from people who are like, hey, I'm in this video. Could you take it down? Mm -hmm. Yes, of course I can take it down. Mm -hmm. I'm not like a a maniac. Mm -hmm. I'm not like a lunatic. You want to be... First of all, totally legal to film people. I'm not a lawyer. I'm a human being. Mm-hmm. So if it's more, if you want to be out of the video, the moral, morally correct decision is to take it down, of course. So I saw her comment. I clicked on her TikTok. Her Instagram was linked. Clicked on the Instagram. Went to go DM her. I had a DM from her begging for credit, begging to be tagged in the caption of the video. Hey, this is me. Can you tag me in the video? Mm-hmm. So... She's playing both sides. She's saying, hey, can you tag me in the video? Then when another video goes viral that's spinning it negative, she's going, yeah, can you believe this? I can't believe it. I'm so upset and mortified by this. It's like, guys. It goes back to kind of the like group mentality and like of the internet of people just jumping on whatever's popular at the time. Oh yeah, It's literally like everyone hating on Britney Spears. And the second it becomes uncool, everyone... It hates on the people who hated Britney Spears. Yeah. While also hating on other people while saying it's wrong to hate on Britney Spears. And I'm like, guys, we're just like a a blind mob just like trying to take people down wherever it's popular. Well, Gucci Mane said it best. You get lost (laughs) in the sauce. It's so true. The internet is just one big pot of sauce right now. So influencers in the wild. Yeah. So the the game. So so. As somebody who makes their living online mm-hmm. and is at the whims of Mark Zuckerberg's <sighs> fancy constantly, Mark Zuckerberg is fine. He actually submitted something to the account. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. He he DM'd me and he was like, hey, I have something for influencers in the wild. I'm going to send it to you in a, in a little bit. And I was like, oh, shit. I thought he just saw something out in the wild and was going to send it to me. And I was like, how am I going to not? How am I going to get around this? Not hosting it. I'm going to double tap it. Am I going to be like, ha ha, what am I going to write? I was already so panicked about how I was going to respond to it. And then he sends me a picture of him taking a selfie with goats behind him. And I was like, oh my God. This is gold. This is incredible. 
it is posting so it. no pun intended meta for him to be that's what I, that was the <laughs> caption i wrote i go this is too meta even for me everyone went nuts i was yeah. and then i wrote submitted by zuck and everyone was like yeah sure submitted by zuck and then i posted the dm and the yeah. dm got even more engaged it's great that he has a sense of humor so the game is a way for people to get a taste of internet mm -hmm. without being on the internet, obviously. Which is healthy. Yes. So me and Adam, Adam the creator, Adam Padilla, were on the phone one day. This is one of those moments that like will when I feel like when my life flashes before my eyes, this is one of those things that's like gonna be in the top ten moments. We were on the phone and we were talking about like things we could do, ways to expand, whatever. He's like, he doesn't own influencers in the wild. He's brand fire. He does branding and he's mm -hmm. genius, like unbelievable, creative, Photoshop, writer, very funny. I do the Meme Daddies podcast yes. with him. He's so funny. It's like stupid. But I was on the phone with him and he's talking about games. Like maybe we should do a game of some sort. And I was like, I don't remember exactly how the conversation went, but I remember sitting up on my couch and going, bro. And he hates when I do this. And I was like, bro, oh my God. He's like, what, what? And I was like, hold on a second. I didn't even want to let it out yeah. because I was like, I wanted to hold on to that tension. So you second. fucking knew. In my heart, yeah. I was like, bro, what if we made a game where influencers traveled on a board around the world to all these dumb influencer spots. They go to Bali, they go to Tulum, mm -hmm. they go to the pink wall, <laughs> and they rack up followers instead of money. And he just lost it. Mm -hmm. He's like, that is the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. So mm -hmm. then that was like the genesis of it. And then I started trying to like draw a board game. Like this, I'm very proud of this because this is like something that didn't exist and now it does. Yep. Now it's in Target. <gasps> Target, we love Target. Target, yeah, we like Target. But yeah, that that honestly gets me going in life. Something that's just <laughs> an idea, no, like the only thing that gets me going is an idea in your head that then becomes an actual thing. Oh that my god, affects people when it was just a little pea brain idea. There's nothing better than that, and it was so much work to get to a physical product. Mm -hmm. Oh my god! So now, yeah, because you, all your shit was virtual before. Everything. You didn't have anything tangible. Nothing. And now you have a physical product. You're holding a box that weighs about three and a half pounds in your hand. And you know that because of shipping costs. Yes, I do. Not digital. <laughs> Not digital. So you pick an influencer playing piece. You pick the festival girl who's, you know, the girl that goes to Coachella and Burning so Man. So funny. The girl in the yoga pose. The guy, the fitness influencer guy. Machu Picchu. Um, the dog wearing sunglasses that makes more money than you and I both combined, mm -hmm. probably. Yep. And then the selfie holding, selfie stick holding tourist, who's like nobody wants to be. That's going to be like the thimble in in uh, Monopoly. So what people are buying this game? For in my opinion, mm -hmm. like twenty two or twenty three to forty five year old people who have a tangential or extreme knowledge of the internet mm. it's almost like so sure if you so so you let me just explain so you go around the board you go to bali you go to the music festival but like on the board at the music festival adam put a fake private jet that you can take pictures in 
You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it's all absurd. The whole mm -hmm. thing is absurd. Over by the Griffith Park and the pink wall, he has two people giving money to a homeless person and filming it. Mm -hmm. Like, the board is filled with jokes. The whole thing it has mm -hmm. like 75 jokes on it. That's Just amazing. The board. There's a beluga on it <laughs> in the bottom right hand side. <laughs> For your people who don't know, somebody told me I look like a beluga. Like oh, is <laughs> and then you stuck with it? I just ran with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So you roll the die, you go around the board. If you land on a, a influencer hotspot, you get 100,000 followers. Mm -hmm. If you land on no Wi-Fi, you lose a turn. <gasps> if you land on low battery, you lose a turn. It sounds like just my life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and if you land on a blue spot, that's where all of the fun is. That's where you pick out a random playing card and there are rewards, challenges, penalties, or... Um, this is fucking genius. I love it so much. Obviously, growing up, I feel like as an entrepreneur, and you're an entrepreneur, you've had your own, like fencing business fences I sold fence for you a, sold a fences yeah yeah so you've been like selling shit but then it became all virtual yeah what do you prefer in terms of growing a business or is it all kind of similar at what the end of the mean? day in terms of like a physical product or like you know monetizing brands and stuff on social media so now so now that's a brand that i own and it's so adam said something really brilliant that kind of screwed me <laughs> on the phone that day he goes the idea is the like the idea is the orgasm right and then making the thing happen and actually come to life is like the pregnancy the doctor's visits the mm -hmm. diaper changes the feeding the walking the car like it's like the raising it's not that much fun anymore yeah well that's why i think the idea is the most fun part there's the idea is also, it's fun, and it's a lot of people have ideas, but who can actually people love make ideas. it happen? I will never feel as good about this game as I did that <laughs> the day. moment. I have a question for you. I feel like you're not afraid of failing. No, I love failing. Because I feel like the average person, like for you to even go for this, yeah. I could tell that you're not afraid of failing. Are there other things that you tried, other pages you started? Oh, yeah. Can you give me some that you failed at? Oh, my God. In 2003, mm -hmm. I had a blog called Insight is Never 2020. Because mm -hmm. hindsight is always 2020. <laughs> I was so clever at that time. That was right after I got sober. Mm -hmm. So I just celebrated 20 years of sobriety, mm -hmm. which was major. Yeah, congrats. So Insight is Never 2020. I had like seven visitors to that <laughs> blog. <laughs> <laughs> then I made a website called jayzfordummies.com where I would decode Jay-Z lyrics and then tedious <laughs> yeah well no he's there's a lot he's like known for his double and triple entendres yeah and i felt like people the only reason people wouldn't like jay-z is because they don't know him uh -huh. they don't understand him wow by the way i saw nas on a plane it's a very funny story maybe i'll tell it in a second <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't even say hello to him couldn't even say like a word to him because you were so excited? No, because I haven't, like, I, I, I'm such a Jay Z fan. Oh, <laughs> so you're loyal. We walked side by side for like 90 seconds. We, we were on a plane. We get off the plane. It, instantly, the song Takeover starts playing in my head. I'm like, that's a one hot, uh, that's a one out hot album every 10 year average. I just start doing the Jay Z lyrics in my head, and I'm like, bro, stop. Stop. It's Nas, dude. <laughs> Have some Nas. respect. Have some respect. I'm saying, having this conversation. Also, you're not Jay Z. 
<laughs> I'm not, but I'm ride or die. You are ride or die. So we're, we get off the plane, we, we deboard, and it's me and him walking down this long corridor for like 90 seconds, just me and him. Nobody's behind us, nobody's in front of us. I could not say a word to him because all I could think of to say to him was like, hey man, I know other people like you, but like, I just don't. <laughs> that would have been the meanest shit. I, or like, that's I, some I, troll behavior. I, that's why I didn't say anything. Yeah. I just pretended I was like some. See, dumb. that was beautiful. If you don't have anything nice to say, yo, Nas, I don't like the natural color of your lips and yeah. infuriates me. Yeah. But otherwise, you're awesome. Other people like it. I know you're a respected legend in hip hop and people live or die by your <laughs> albums. I just don't feel that way. But I thought you should know that I know that other people really like you. I'm just not one of them. That's like when someone's like, hey, I've never watched your show. Yeah. But like my friends really like it. And yeah. you're like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> you, have to say that. <laughs> you could have saved 20 seconds of your life right there. Yeah. It's unnecessary for me to know that. How did we get here? Oh, so Jay-Z for Dummies dot com. Oh, yeah. Jay-Z for Dummies. <laughs> then I had... Then I was trying to win my own show on the Oprah Winfrey Network. Oh, yeah. And I made a website called happiestnewrich.com mm -hmm. because it was so confusing to get people to my link to mm -hmm. vote. Mm -hmm. So I just bought happiestnewrich.com and redirected that to my voting link. What was the show you were trying to pitch? It was Win Your Own Show on the Oprah Winfrey Network. Oh, so you'd be the host of it? Yeah, it was just like there was no... I don't, even, I don't even remember if there was an idea for the show. It was like, hey, look at me. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably why I didn't win. <laughs> You're like, why wouldn't you give me a show? Yeah. Look at look at this beluga head. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I didn't win. I did get some votes, but I think my mom was the majority. Yeah. Of she was operating at that point like a Russian bot. She was just sitting there like voting. <laughs> she's all your day Chris long. Jenner. <laughs> yeah, she's a huge fan. Huge shout out to mom. <laughs> shout out mom. Yeah. In Puerto Rico, we call ourselves Boricua. We are proud, passionate, and full of life. On our island, adventure finds you. Strangers aren't strangers for long. The size of the audience doesn't change the beauty of the music. And we celebrate every last ray of sun. Live Boricua. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Um, so that was okay. That was like a good creative outlet for me because I turned it into a video blog after the contest was over. I turned it into a video blog. I started getting comfortable in front of the camera. Mm -hmm. Then that died because I let it. Then I had a website called ifoundmoneytoday.com where I would leave money in areas of the city every day. I would leave $5 like in a Dunkin' Donuts bathroom or in a Chipotle seat. Like I just left it or I'd leave it on the Long Island Railroad train mm -hmm. and take pictures of it and then write stories about like who was around, what I thought would happen, what I hoped would happen, whatever. Who doesn't like finding money today? Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. And ever. And it was five bucks so nobody felt bad about it. It was like the perfect thing. And then I won a Webby Award for that. Oh, shit. Which was great. That's huge. Oscars of the internet. Yes. I got to go to the, the show. 
Um, I think Patton Oswalt was hosting it that year. Mm-hmm. That was a big deal for me. Yeah. But then I didn't keep up with it. Yeah. Loser. Mm-hmm. Self-hatred, self-loathing. Yeah, that was pretty I mean. Suck. That yeah. was pretty mean. To myself. Yep. Yes. <laughs> but I was selling fence at the time. So I was like, I had just gotten married and my therapist was like, you have to treat everything as a commitment until and until it's not. And if you don't feed it, it won't grow. Exactly. So like your marriage, you've decided like you're not going to date other people, obviously. If you work for this fence company, like just be like just sell fence. Stop looking for this bigger, better thing to come along. And I was like, all right. Yeah, that makes sense. And I made that decision. And then I was like, I'm not doing anything else. I'm going to sell fence for the next 20 years, 25 years, make a nice living, have plenty of time for my family, not going to be rich, not going to be poor. I can nap during the day if I want. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was it was a good life. <laughs> nap in between fence. And then, yeah, and then all of a sudden I emailed the fat Jewish one day because I was on Reddit and I saw he had just posted something that I had just seen. Mm-hmm. And I was like, cold email. My name on Instagram, Tank Sinatra, actually comes from that email because he's the fat Jewish. So in the email subject, I wrote Tank Sinatra. So he just quickly came up with it yeah. to be like silly. Like some kind of catchy email subject line. And I was like, hey man, I'm up the internet's ass 24 seven. If you ever need help finding content or making whatever, like just let me know. He responded instantly and was like, I actually do. I have this going on, that going on, you know, whatever. And I sent him like 10 memes or 15 or 20. Or it, was, it was an absurd amount within like two minutes. He's like, you could do this every day. I was like, I could do this every hour. I didn't know you started with the fat Jewish. Oh yeah. So he was, I was feeding him content. Yeah. He was posting it. Yeah. Um, and then he started reposting stuff and tagging me. Yeah. Tagging my account. So my account started growing a lot fast. It grew to like 300,000 followers in the first year. So you were posting your own memes and sending it to him t- for it to go viral. I was, so initially I was sending him memes that I found on Reddit. Then... This guy Trevor, who who's Trev Soul Electric, I don't know if you've ever heard of that mm. page. Mm-hmm. He have you have you or no? Mm-mm. He is the. If you ask anybody in the meme world, who are the only people that matter? <laughs> <laughs> the inventor of like the basic bitch idea. White girls love Starbucks. They love the fall. They love Uggs. They love this. Like he was, Uh, he, he create, if you go back on his page, you'll see in like 2012, 2013, he was like, white girls love pumpkin spice latte. Yeah. It's like that long. Yeah. Maybe not that long ago, but like he was the first one to really like put that idea out there. So he was um, always encouraging us in the group chat to make our own stuff. He died. (gasps) And then when he died, I was like, I'm gonna start making my own stuff. It was kind of like when Biggie died and Jay-Z could become who he was. <laughs> to go back to Jay-Z. <laughs> we need a restraining order for <laughs> you against Jay-Z. I, this is so fucking similar to my story too, how like I was, I was writing memes for Betches and then I was like, this isn't my voice though. And I started writing my own tweets uh-huh. and they wouldn't repost it, but I'd share it to other pages like it's oh, the really? single and you know, all those other like more millennial female pages yeah yeah and i got like sixty thousand followers before i went on reality tv oh that's so funny because it was i just i realized i could do that shit too yeah so then have you created any other meme pages that have bombed 
No. Oh, wow. No. Just Tank Sinatra. Tank's good news. Maybe I've created, like, there was one page that I started that was going to be for my stuff that wasn't good enough Mm. for Tank Sinatra. Like, I'd post stuff and then delete it. Yeah. I was going to do, like, a Tank's throwaways. Mm Mm-hmm. But like, fucking, it's too much work. Have you noticed in the last three years since we've spoken how people have reacted differently to memes or different meme trends than it was or just different? Oh, yeah. It's really evolved, oh right? My God. Well, I started doing um, the videos during the pandemic, mm-hmm. which was very satisfying for me. Mm-hmm. Super satisfying. Yeah. Because it's just like it's so much fun to do an absurd video. Yeah. And some of the videos do like crazy numbers. Videos, like, I don't know, people will send me memes and be like, is this funny? And I'm like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, post it. Find out. Mm-hmm. Fucking put it in front of the audience. And, like, a comedian, you know, asking you, is this funny? Like, I think it's funny. Yeah. Or I don't think it's funny. Yeah. That means nothing. Yeah. You have to go test it out and see what the market says. The difference between Instagram and a comedian is that with the comedian you get, and this is something I'm, i I'm going, I've told like very few people that I'm going to start doing stand-up again. Mm-hmm. I miss the immediate feedback mm. of what, knowing whether or not something's funny. Mm-hmm. On Instagram, it's like you can have the best meme in the world and the algorithm may be like, ah, fuck you. Yeah. I'm not gonna show and then you overthink it. You're like, oh, should I have used a different word on it? Or, or was the photo not bright enough? And it's like... No, it was just the day, the time, the mood, whatever. Yeah, and then you start hearing from other people, hey, I have 10 million followers. This video got 100,000 views in 10 hours. Are you seeing this also? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I already deleted it. <laughs> so I can't fucking repost it now. It's so frustrating. Wait, I'm so happy you're getting back into stand-up because I was thinking about that. I'm. You know what? It's one of those things, and I called Francis about this. Mm-hmm. This is one of, the, one, of the, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about. Do you like stand-up? I love it. What do you love about it? I feel like it's something that it challenges me. And when I'm on stage, I feel like it's what I'm meant to do. I just feel alive. Yeah. But I'm not like some people are cra- where they're like, if I don't get on stage tonight, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> I'm not one of those people. Like I, there's a lot of comics that are like, I got like, it'll be like middle of dinner. And they're like, I, I got to leave. I got to do a spot. I got to find a set. We're like, I'm about to go on tour in the Midwest. And like the experience of me Literally taking thoughts that were in my head, expressing it, having other people be like, holy fuck, I, I've experienced that too. Like, I just love creating. But I'm also like you were, if tomorrow I decide I want to be an actress, I'll be an actress. Yeah. But the thing with stand-up is like, <laughs> I also was that kid who raised her hand every single time the teacher asked a question. Yeah. Like, I just feel like my whole life I've been trying to find what I'm meant to do and I feel in my gut, I get a calmness on stage that I haven't had in like... When I play sports, I, I get I don't always have it. When I am behind a computer, I don't always have it. But I'm on stage, I feel it feels comfortable for me. Yeah. So I was talking to Francis. I talked to Chris Stefano about it, and it seemed like I I first time I did stand up, I was 23 years old. Mm-hmm. I didn't really have the life experience to draw upon to be able to do it. I guess, or I. You know, I, I make can make excuses. I was doing bringer shows only. I kept dragging my friends out from yeah. Long Island to go to these shows <laughs> at New York Comedy Club, and they'd be like, <laughs> "Okay." <laughs> and they've heard the jokes all before. Yeah, there's no nothing left. Like they they can say them now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I just stopped booking them. Yeah. And then I was like, ah, you know, I didn't really like it. 
And the nerves never left. I never once enjoyed being on stage mm. during that time. Mm-hmm. That was like a six month period. Mm-hmm. Then I did it again recently, whatever it was, three or four years ago. And I did start to enjoy it, but my son was one year old. Yeah. My other son was five. And I was like, this sucks, man. I don't want to leave, you know. Yeah. I put my kids to bed. Yeah. Now, and I always, in the back of my mind was like, I think when they get a little bit older, I'm going to feel better about this. And also back then, for some reason, there was this mentality of like, if you're not going up four times a night, seven nights a week, you're mm-hmm. a fucking douchebag. <laughs> yeah. Don't even bother. Yeah. Like, I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. I'm committing to two nights a week. Mm-hmm. And whatever happens, happens. Mm-hmm. Well, there's also now, like, let's say you perform and you cut up a video. If I post that video on TikTok, a million people could see it. Yeah. If I do that joke tonight, 40 people are going to see it. Yeah. So I'm like, maybe tonight <laughs> it's not it's worth it for me to cut up some videos and post it for my career. Yeah. So you have to kind of find out what's right for you and what's right for your energy. Well, I'm talking about comfort on stage also. Yeah. That was like what was being drilled into everyone's head. Yes. Yeah. That's what I heard. My thing is if you're not working on new material and you're doing the same shit for months. Yeah. I don't give a fuck how many times you go on stage. You're not growing. Yeah. How was your sobriety during COVID? Bad. No, it was okay. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. <laughs> You're like heroin. <laughs> no, no. No, I stayed stayed sober, but yeah. people died. People, you know, were freaking out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be honest with you. So I got sober when I was 22 years old, mm-hmm. which at that point I was like, I should have come in when I was 17. You know, my husband's been sober since 19. Really? And he's 46. Oh my God. Yeah, we haven't. <laughs> we haven't seen each other since I got married. Oh my God. Since I met that dude. But yeah, he's similar to you. So yeah, I got sober at 22. And at that point I was like, oh man, I hope I can catch up. I hope I can catch up in life. <laughs> and if I meet somebody now who's like 35, I'm like, you're so young. Yeah. You're so lucky. You so know? funny when you turn 23, you're like, I'm almost 30. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I've lived so much life in these past 20 years, but mm-hmm. in during the pandemic, the hardest thing was um, having the structure completely ripped away from you. But what's amazing about that group of people is that you have people, <laughs> this, I, this makes me laugh. You have people who literally like don't show up for their own wedding. Yeah. When they're drinking. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, if a meeting's supposed to start at 7 o'clock, 7.01, they're like, what the fuck? What's going on here? What are we doing? Because they care. Because they care. And And it's their priority. Yep. And because it's different now. And then at 8 o'clock, they're like, all right, let's go. Like, we're done now. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, they would, like, leave their their wife and kids at home for Mm -hmm. four days straight. Mm -hmm. No phone, no no calls, no nothing. I mean... Addicts are passionate people. Oh, yeah. Whatever they put their mind to, they want all of it. <laughs> How's your like depression, anxiety nowadays? Um, so wait, just real quick. So mm-hmm. so those people all of a sudden, instead of meeting in, perp- in person, created these Zoom meetings. Oh, yeah. Which was like in three days, they had it all figured out. It was actually re- remarkable. It was like, you got... I just <laughs> put, the, put the information in. So I've... I um. I don't know. I go back and forth. Like my my bouts of depression or anxiety, everything about my life gets better over time, not worse. So I still struggle with it. I don't want to say struggle. I still deal with it. Yeah. But I deal with it. So 
I the the bouts of it are less frequent and less intense and last less long. Mm. The duration is less. But um, I just had one a couple of weeks ago where I was like sleeping till like you know my kids get on the bus at nine o'clock. I was like missing my kids get on the bus, mm-hmm. sleeping in till like nine thirty, ten mm-hmm. o'clock, beating the shit out of myself when I would wake up and be like, you're a fucking, cause I don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's part of the problem. Like I fantasize about getting a job sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I have to be somewhere at a certain time. Well, yeah, you, which would be a nightmare. You have been given freedom. I would quit. Yeah. You, <laughs> I've been, I thought about this too. Cause I'll have a day where I just can't get out off the couch. Yeah. And I think it's because I've, I can Cause yes. when I had the nine to five, I never had trouble getting up and arriving cause I was scared of losing my job. Yeah. But the second you have freedom and we fought for that freedom, like it's a privilege for me to not have a nine to five, but then you have these days where you like can't get out of bed because your body knows you don't have to. Why would you? <laughs> and I'm trying to be like, go for a walk, go for a walk. And my body's like, why the, f- you've seen sun before. Why do you need to go for a walk today? I was supposed to speak at this, of this little fucking stupid meetup.com event once. Mm-hmm. And I was, I mean, so low. And I called the woman and told her I couldn't do it. And she was a life coach. And I really don't like, <laughs> like life coaches. She's like, hey, what can I say? If you're not ready to step into your greatness, there's nothing I can oh, do to help you. Gaslighting. Like, yeah, I'm like ready to step off a chair into a noose right now. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Step into my greatness. Eat my ass. You're like, I'm not even getting paid for this. <laughs> there's going to be seven people in a chiropractor's office. What are you talking Greatness. What kind of greatness are you talking about? <laughs> but I was thinking about that because back to Jay-Z, there's a song where Jay-Z on Magna Carta, Holy Grail, he goes, just let me be great. And I was listening to that because my therapist recently said exactly what you just said about you fought tooth and nail to create this life for yourself. Yeah, Like my life on paper is, I mean, fucking solid 10 out of 10 (laughs) i told him it was five stars i go i for some reason think there's a sixth star out there Mm -hmm. he goes the sixth star is inside you it's your ability to enjoy that life that you've created yourself it's not out there anymore there's nothing out there for you that's going to make you feel better so he goes when you wake up every day and you allow your life to be great and you realize that you slept till whatever time you wanted because you that's exactly what you wanted to do Like my friend Bill, who passed away, used to say, I'm living the life I choose. And that can sometimes feel like an insult. Sometimes it can feel like a compliment. When it feels like a compliment, my life is great. But number one tip for anybody struggling with depression, read. And don't read a lot. Read, like I recommended reading to a friend of mine. He's like, I can't read, bro. I get to like 10 pages. And I'm like, who the who's reading 10 pages of a book? I read two pages of a Mm -hmm. book and move on. Mm -hmm. I get what I need out of the book and go. So you're talking about like self-help books? Um, Listen, anything is better than nothing. Good stuff is better than nonsense stuff. But read something. Read anything. Mm. But like The Greatest Salesman in the World, Life-Changing Book, Think and Grow Rich, Life-Changing Book, Mm. um, Untethered Living. (laughs) Oh my God. If you have anxiety, and I know we're doing this thing, Power of Now, great setup for Untethered Living. Untethered Soul is the first book. Power of Now was written by Eckhart Tolle. He talks about just living in the present moment, which is cool, but it's like, hey man, you had a psychotic break. 
what are we supposed to do? Yeah. Like, do you know who Eckhart Tolle is? No. <laughs> he basically had a psychotic break and now he's a spiritual teacher. It's like- <laughs> That's how it happened. That's cool for you, but <laughs> I don't want to be homeless for six months staring at trees in Central Park. I got a, I got a wife and kids, dude. <laughs> you know? Well, I'll have like deep, deep depression and I'll go on Amazon. I'll order 10 self-help books. Yeah. By the time they arrive, I, I'm too depressed to read them. And then eventually I'll get better. Just read one, one or two pages. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I do that too. It's like ordering, like buying vegetables in the produce. Yes, area. exactly. Like, and you never eat color them. color in my cart. It feels kind of good for a second. Yeah, I'm going to eat these. Because And sometimes I'm like, this is bullshit. What do these people know? Also like, yeah, you hate your life and now you're an author. Like, yeah, because you became an author. Author. Yeah, because you wrote this fucking book that you don't actually know how to. It's like yoga teachers, where I'm like, are you calm or do you just do yoga every day? <laughs> what are you running from? <laughs> but in Untethered Living, he talks about the the thoughts in your head, and then the observer of the thoughts. Which yes, Eckhart Tolle talks about. Yes, and the, there's this one part in the book. He goes, "You know how I know that my thoughts are not me," and I I almost didn't want to read the next sentence. Because I was like, oh man, this is going to be fucking good. He goes, because I don't even know what they're going to say next. Wow. Like those thoughts that are just crazy, that come out of nowhere. Yeah. They're not you. Those anxiety ridden, fearful fucking thoughts, they come out of nowhere. And I know they're not me because I don't even know what they're going to say next. But that's when you have to choose. Yes. To say, I'm not identifying with that. Yes. Because when I was younger, I just was like, I can't control my brain yeah. and I'm just like a fucking crazy nonstop. I can't control myself. But once you decide that you don't have to listen to it, that's the fucking power. Yeah. But that's where exercise comes in. Move a muscle, change a thought, you get your body going. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you literally see things from a different angle and maybe you see something on a bookshelf where you're like, oh yeah, that, oh, I oh, that book said this or whatever. It is crazy how we're plants though. Like we're literally just plants. I know. Where we overthink everything and then they're like, go outside. <laughs> and you're like, I like life. Like drink you hear a little bird chirp. Get sun. <laughs> yeah, I have a stand-up joke where I'm like, I haven't drank water since 1994. That's yeah. where all my issues stem from. But you saying that how the guy was like, you're always searching for the sixth star is like the root of the Burning in Hell podcast where I interview all these like people who have accomplished things that people want to accomplish. And then you're like, holy shit, this person is more depressed than I am or at the same dealing with yeah. the same shit. And it's, it's that when they say happiness, happiness is within, it's that concept of like, you're always where you are. So even when you get something like you're still that same person. So it's like, if you can't find the happiness in this moment, there's no moment. Yeah. The, the challenge is just, letting yourself be in whatever state you're in yeah observing it and being okay with it because and i know we have to end but my therapist oh, no, right. just said something to me that like really changed the way i approach everything so like we haven't seen each other in quite a while yeah you've grown quite a bit Thank i've you. grown quite a bit mm -hmm. he said to me he goes i think you don't need to worry about whether or not you're happy because it's a silly metric for life. Mm -hmm. um, he goes, I think, and, and Ryan Holiday has this book where he talks about Dave Mustaine getting kicked out of Metallica and starting Megadeth. Megadeth sold 25, 30 million albums. Dave Mustaine is miserable because he was always like, well, yeah, but what if I was in Metallica? Mm -hmm. Whereas the fifth Beatle, Pete Best, is like <laughs> super happy because he's got a wife, kids, he's a teacher, his garden is producing tomatoes today. Mm -hmm. He just changed the way that he measured his happiness, yes. or su his satisfaction in life. How do you measure success? So my therapist goes, I think if you changed your measurement to, to 
whether or not you're growing, you'd be happier. And I was like, oh, yeah. I'm always growing yes. one way or another. Well, I've, I'm so just impressed by you're telling me all this stuff. And I'm like, he's fucking fearless to try shit. Because m- there's some of these ideas. Someone will go, that's a good idea. But like, we're not actually going to fucking do it. <laughs> yeah. like, we're to spend that, our life saving also on like, target how, inventory, yeah, are we? And how embarrassing could it be if you tried to influencers in the wild game that went bad? Like, yeah. that's like that's fucking, or we start this page about good news. Like, that's kind of corny. Yeah. And the next thing you know, no, you had a vision. And I I don't know. I think it's it's super powerful when people are like, you hear someone who's succeeded a lot and they're like, well, I failed way more than you have too. Oh, yeah. I also did the same thing with with my perspective because I was talking to my therapist and now I'm forgetting the word. But what's it called when you just like can handle a lot of shit? Resilient? Yes. Yeah. So I'll be like, this happened, that happened, and it's so hard. And she's like, you're fucking resilient. Like yeah, you always bounce back. Tattooed on her. The word resilient, I put on the, my background of my case because I'd wake up and instead of being like, you don't have this, you lost that, you fucked up that, that happened to you, I woke up and I'm like, I'm resilient. Because yeah, that's the only thing I could be. Your track record indicates that you're going to get through whatever life throws at you. Fuck yeah. And if you focus on being resilient every day, I could do that. Yeah. But if you're focusing on being like, is my video going viral today? Yeah, am I happy? Who knows, dude? Also, you could have been. You would have missed it. You asshole. <laughs> you, there's stats where like you're only actually ha- like humans are only actually happy, happy yeah. for like a small percentage. There's it's, a lot of mundaneness that you just have to exist in. It's so fleeting. So fleeting. Yeah. Okay, it's time to play the seven deadly sins. Seven deadly sins. <laughs> <laughs> we could talk for seven hours. You're the best. Okay, what are you greedy about? Time. Are you good at saying no to things? Yeah. Jealous? Yeah, really good, actually. How do you do it? So I read Think and Grow but you, Rich. But you have a family. It's easier. You're like, oh, the kid. No. What happened was I, it was before I had kids. Oh. I, um, I had made promises to a bunch of different groups of people that I was going to go do something one night <laughs> and I stressed myself out to know that happens end. to me every night. Yeah. And uh, one day I was like, you know what? The pain of, of this and then telling people that I can't make it to the thing yeah. two minutes before the thing. And then they're all mad at you. It's way worse than me just saying no up front. So that's when I started. Saying oh, so no. you had like a traumatizing <laughs> night. Oh, yeah. It was my birthday. <gasps> God. I did not enjoy it. Yeah, I was like... That happens to me with that. comedy. I'll, I'll finally like check... I'm saying yes to everyone. I finally check my phone. Like, what am I up to tonight? I can handle anything. And I have like six spots at the same time. And I'm just like, oh no. <laughs> Someone's going to hate me. Yeah. And that was my fault. Oh yeah. It's not you, their fault. You got to say no to most things, I think. Who are you envious of? I don't... Can I say nobody? Yeah. I, I don't know if I'm envious of anybody because I know from experience that everyone has their own issues. I might be envious of a certain aspect of someone's life. Like I'm envious of my friend Dave's organizational skill. <laughs> <laughs> True. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Or I'll be envious of like moments. Yeah. And then you realize like moments are fleeting and then you realize, oh, okay, how do I make that moment for myself? I was envious of myself once. <laughs> Of my past self a lot. I swear to God, <laughs> I was, I, this was another breaking point for me. I was playing with my kids. I had just gotten an over-the-door basketball hoop for my son. 
Mm-hmm. My one son was like a year lit, and a half. Lit. I know. Remember those? Game changing. My other son and then when like, you dunk on it, everyone's like, ah! My other son was five and a half, and I was going nuts with them. In the mm-hmm. room. We closed the door. Mom was out. <laughs> we were making so much noise. I was picking my one son up and having him dunk. Uh-huh. Picking my other son up and having him dunk. We uh-huh. were throwing it off the walls, bouncing everywhere. <laughs> and in the middle of all the fun, I said, man, when am I going to be one of those dads who can just like, play with his kids and I'm like, you <laughs> fucking idiot you're doing it right now what is wrong with you talk about overthinking oh my god so yeah. <laughs> what are you gluttonous about what do you overindulge in oh everything at some what's point what's your current hyperfixation? Hmm. the internet mm. for sure i do too much of that too much phone time does your wife get annoyed no, she's like super easygoing. She gets it. I was heavily into cigars mm. recently. Mm. I still smoke cigars. Mm-hmm. I'm going to smoke one on the way home. Mm-hmm. But I was smoking like four cigars a day. <laughs> like I was fucking Winston Churchill. <laughs> like it was out of control. You're smoking like cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> and then I added up the time. I'm like, yo. I'm spending like six hours a day smoking. So this is too much. There is like a power thing in it, though. Like oh, you feel yeah. like a, a gangster. You feel like a gangster. You feel like you made it successful, whatever. <laughs> but it's just. Are you, you're not inhaling, right? No, you don't inhale. So you're just kind of enjoying the oral fixation? Yeah. Just suck a dick. Anyway, um, no. when was the last time you experienced extreme anger or wrath? A long, long time ago. I get frustrated. I mean, I have kids. Yeah. So, this morning. <laughs> but, no, I don't. Fr- Did you always want to have kids? Um, I always knew I was going to have kids. I always liked kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I, was, I always appreciated the purity and the freedom that they exude. Mm. It, you know? That's beautiful. Yeah. I love that. Um, I don't get angry or wrathful. I get frustrated. Because I got two kids. Mm-hmm. Like when I used to do stand-up, I, I'd say like when you get married, people tell you don't go to bed angry. You're like, when am I going to fucking sleep? Like, <laughs> That's, so you know? That's so funny. That's so funny. I'm going to laugh every time. <laughs> but also like you're from Long Island and like being frustrated is just like. Yeah, don't go to bed angry. Like, I haven't slept <laughs> since 02. <laughs> when was the last time you were a sloth? So just like lazy oh, all day. Biggest problem. Every day. I struggle with that. But it's like, again, I'm starting to realize it's because we have the freedom. Yeah. When you schedule your own schedule, we're humans. Yeah. We're going to want to relax. Yeah. I'm trying to be better about it. I'm trying not to drive to the gym, sit in the car for a half an hour, fall asleep, <laughs> and then leave because my kids are getting <laughs> off the bus. <laughs> That's a new level of pain. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I don't do that that often, but I'm trying to just get better about like, you know, better habits, move. Mm-hmm. If I'm moving... I'm good. I don't get tired. Same. But it's like when I'm sitting, I'm like, you know, it's like the blood moves slower. Obviously, you're just going to be tired. Yes. How could you not be tired? Yes. But when you're moving, your blood is moving. Yep. Your heart rate's up. You're generating your your own energy. You're like your own little own nuclear power plant, (laughs) you know? When was the last time you let your pride or your ego get in the way of something? So, you know, it's funny. I love the seven deadly sins. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's the one that I always forget. It's the hardest one. Because I don't have it. You have ego? I had 
and I'm aware of my ego, but in recovery, it's like the number mm. one thing that takes people out and makes them go back to drinking and using drugs. So they work on it a lot. It's the, I mean, the whole process of recovery is just ego destruction. <sighs> so I don't view myself as better than, worse than, different from anybody. Humility is, you know, people say once you have humility or once you think you're humble, then you're not. Mm. I disagree with that. I think once, I, I do think that once you're, the only thing I think that that's true of is conscious awareness, like of the present moment. Once you think you have it, then you've lost it because now you're thinking. Yep. So like I've It's been, like being in the zone in sports. Exactly. Um, but I think you can be humble and be aware of it and use it to other people's advantage, not your advantage, but- I don't think any, uh, they say like humility is not thinking less of yourself, it's thinking of yourself less. So I, I don't know. I don't really struggle with- You have so many good quotes. With ego. Yeah, they're not, none of them are- <laughs> <laughs> They don't really mean anything, but they sound fucking smart. Yeah, I wish I could take credit for it. <laughs> Who's your um, celebrity crush? <sighs> Ryan Gosling. <laughs> you excited for the Barbie movie? No. I'm not gay, but if I was, I would suck his dick. <laughs> but if I was, I would. But I'm not. Yeah, no one would judge. You, am I supposed to say a man or a woman? Whoever you want. Yeah. Because it's, it's lust, you know? Oh, lust. Yeah. I'm very lucky that I do lust my wife. Yeah, she's hot. Do you have any advice for marriage as a newlywed? Oh, yeah, you sent me some advice. Oh, yeah. I forget what it was, but I played it for Des, and we were, like, crying laughing. <laughs> was it the candle thing? <laughs> I literally when couldn't my, tell my you. My son walked out of the uh, the house, and I, and I didn't pick him up. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the only advice that I would give to married people, for, the first piece of advice is don't listen to anybody because nobody knows what they're doing. True. Like We're all flailing. Parenting. <laughs> flailing. flailing. <laughs> um, don't punish each other. Ooh, that's really good. Yeah, fill in the gaps for each other. That's really good. If he doesn't close the silverware drawer and you're there, just fucking close it. Yeah. Don't yeah. get divorced over it. Yeah. You guys are- I wonder how many divorces are over just like- menial um, tasks in the household. Because <laughs> you see it as a sign of disrespect because you've asked countless times, hey, could you not put your socks on the floor next to the hamper? Could you just throw them in the hamper? And then they don't. And it's like, it's not personal. Yeah. But you take it personally because you're an egomaniac. Yeah. And you haven't worked on that. You're not aware of it. So you think that this person- It's is directed now, towards it, you. It's happening not- It's not just happening. It's happening to you. Because mm -hmm. this person obviously has no respect for you. Mm -hmm. So- And they're probably fucking someone else. <laughs> That's why they're throwing the socks on the floor. Because they're tired from fucking all day. Gang bangs. <laughs> so I, my wife used to uh, burn candles in the house. Mm -hmm. This was actually an issue that we brought to therapy. <laughs> She'd go to bed at like 9.30, uh -huh. 9.45. Let's call it 10 mm -hmm. to be generous. Mm -hmm. She'd leave the candles burning. I would see her leave the candles burning and wait till I went to bed at 12 o'clock. Like I thought magically she was going to like wake up and come out and blow the candles out. And I'd wake her up at 12 o'clock and be like, you left the candles burning. What are you trying to burn the whole fucking house down? Why would you leave the candles burning? Do you hate us? Do you want us to die in a house fire? 
and she'd be fresh out of sleep. Like, well, what if the house is burning? (laughs) You know? And the therapist was like, yeah, why don't you just blow the candles out? (laughs) I was like, I did not. Like, do you want the house to burn out? (laughs) That's a pet peeve. Waking each other up is like a fucking pet peeve. Oh my God. Wait, that is wild behavior. She's like, that. She's like, I know you do a sweep of the house. You lock the doors, you check the windows. Yeah. I was like, Blowing out the candles did not even occur to me. <laughs> didn't even cross my mind. Also, maybe she wanted you to enjoy the candles. Maybe she didn't want to like ruin the ambiance for me. Exactly. But imagine if you were on a football team mm-hmm. and or you were watching football and the running back got the ball and the the center stepped out of the way and let the the, the linebacker smash the running back and he didn't block for him. And he was like, You shouldn't have said that shit in the line. <laughs> yeah. You'd be like, Are they on the same team or what? Yeah. Like, are you guys on the same team as a married couple? Yes, yes or no? Yes. If yes, don't punish each other. If yeah. no, what the fuck? It is also, yeah, choosing your battles. Yeah. Des has this annoying thing where he'll wake up based on movement. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I will literally be like so quiet and he's like, oh. and I'm like, I didn't, do- I didn't, because he'll be like, don't wake me up. And I'm like, what, how am I supposed to get from here to there? And he'll be like, I'm a hunter. I wake up with movement. And I'm like, you, you would, anyway, I can't deal with, Is I can't deal with that. No. I'm kidding. I'm joking. He's never hunted anything. Yeah. He won't even kill a fly. Final question. What advice will you give the little devils? Because you've given some incredible top tier right on your notepad advice but finally when people are going through their darkest moments how should they cope with their hell practically i mean winston churchill said if you're going through hell keep going talking to someone is numero uno and being honest about what you're feeling and just not being ashamed of of who you are because you have to, have to, at some point, come to terms with the fact that everyone is fighting the same battles. Thankfully, not at the same time, because if we were all fighting the same battles at the same time, nobody would be able to help each other. We would not, we'd all have bad breath because no one's brushing their teeth. Yeah. <laughs> this is not karate. This is not business. Mm-hmm. I've never held back anything as far as spiritual or emotional tools that I have mm-hmm. that might help somebody because. There will come a time and there has come a time where I've forgotten things that I've told people. Yes. And they've told me the thing and I'm like, wow, that's good. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, you told me that seven years ago. <laughs> oh, when when you were in a good mood. <laughs> I forgot about that. But yeah, existence is complicated. Life is difficult. It's hard, but it's, but it's supposed to be. It makes it interesting and fun mm-hmm. and challenging. Mm-hmm. If life was easy and you sat like, you know, you sat on the couch all day, every day, mm-hmm. and you didn't have to fight for your survival, for your food, for your place in this world, for your own, you know, role in society, what the fuck, what is that? Yeah, you're the main character and the plot ex- has to be exciting. Yes. Oh my God. I th- I'm surprised you didn't do a Jay-Z quote at the end, but it's fine. Um, we don't have to be predictable. Okay, enough of that. Tank. Where can people follow you, <sighs> buy your stuff, listen to you? Give me all the goods. Tank Sinatra on Instagram. Tank's Good News. Influencers in the Wild. Go to Target. Buy the game Influencers in the Wild for the holidays. I've actually the- seen it. Oh, you have? Because I'm Target and Lower East Side. Yeah. Yeah. Get the game. Um, I believe it might be on sale right now until the end of the year. 
Um, I don't know. Whatever. It's thirty bucks. Fuck. It's a well worth it. Wait, you could get canceled in this game? Oh yeah. <laughs> Wait. So hold on. So the so the real quick. The 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 rewards are like a little lame. Like your you know your your song goes viral on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Stuff that's actually happened. Like uh, Kristen Bell reposts you and tell you tells you everyone else to follow you. Mm-hmm. John Mayer comments on your post, which mm-hmm. is like, wow, oh my god. <laughs> The penalties are funny. The penalties are like someone finds a tweet of yours from seven years ago yeah. and you get canceled. Yeah. Your dad finds your OnlyFans. Yep. Or whatever. That's amazing. Stuff like that. So it's it's a fun, fun game. Um, target influencers in the wild game.com. You can get the game. Target.com. Games on there. Meme Daddy's podcast, where me and Adam look at memes and do old, you know, dad stuff. We talk about spiritual, <laughs> emotional, psychological stuff, but we also just are idiots on the podcast. And uh, Burning in Hell. Yeah. Episode 25. Yeah, episode 25. Check out that episode because that was really insightful. We talked about intrusive thoughts a lot, which I didn't even delve into because we don't have enough time. I just made a video. I <laughs> saw the avocado one. I was like, this man has a brand and he's good with it. That was amazing. But yeah, I hope to see you in the stand-up uh, world a little bit and we'll be in touch. I love having you as a friend, a fellow you know, podcaster, meme creator, entrepreneur. You're the shit. Yes, thank you. Yay, bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>